0: On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Choose to Think podcast episode. And our special Choose to Think About Your Health series that we're running every Monday for a couple of months, maybe through the end of the year. And we're examining ways to improve our health. We've already hit on water consumption. By the way, here's my big water jug right here. I'm going for my first 40 ounces and 40 more after that, if I can squeeze them in. We've talked about the benefits of drinking green tea. We talked about the snack popcorn, nutritional yeast, and olive oil. Oh my goodness, that's my favorite. I have that every single day. And then last week we discussed omega-3s and all the benefits that we get from consuming omega-3s, why they're so good for our brain. So today we're going to pivot a bit to how to deal emotionally and physically with any chronic pain that we may be experiencing. And I'm going to give. A, an example of chronic pain that, that I have dealt with and continue to deal with in my own life and exactly what I do about that. But before I go further, disclaimer, please note that this show is never intended to be a substitute for medical counsel, remedy, or diagnosis at all. This show that Choose to think inspirational podcast is for educational purposes only and serves as personal testimonies of sorts to what my guests and what I have done and what we've done in our lives to choose to think in the areas of wealth and purpose, spirituality and faith, relationships, and both physical and emotional health and wellness. Now, when we talk about our health, let's just get down to the, the. let's go right to the core here, right to the grain. Way too often, our thoughts really do play interference with our best attempts to make healthy and wise choices. And when we're dealing with chronic pain, those thoughts can spiral us down pretty quickly. We feel stuck, a bit discouraged, and sometimes we even feel hopeless. So we may find ourselves engaging these types of thoughts. Tell me if you've ever thought any of these. I'll never get well. This, referring to my condition, has ruined everything. I'll just have to live with this for the rest of my life. It's no use. Nothing I try seems to help. Why does everybody else have such good health? And then there's moi. Nobody's had to deal with the pain that I'm experiencing. Of course, I should feel lousy. I'm just not really young anymore. Uh Uh-oh. And then what about this? I can't exercise because it hurts too much to do so. Well, we've all likely energized one or two of these thoughts. And I wondered, you know, is there a better way out? In other words, is it enough to turn our thinking around and think our way to better health? And my response is kind of, or at least it is for me. And that's certainly where it starts. So And our thinking is definitely an integral part of living our best lives. I always say, hey, you want to live your best life? You got to start with your thoughts. So the idea here is to live your best thought life. In this episode, I'll offer you three practical steps that you can take to help you turn the corner on your pain and reset your mind and your brain for pain-free living. Now, that's a pretty high claim, but let's see how it works for you. I'd love to hear back from you, actually. And if you stay tuned till the very end, I'm going to offer you a bonus tip on an essential oil that is used as an anti-inflammatory. As a matter of fact, I just learned about this. I can't wait to try it. We're going to chat about my bout with chronic plantar fasciitis. As an example, you may not suffer from this particular condition, but I bet you know someone who does. Matter of fact, once I started asking around I, I, everyone, I said, oh yeah, my husband had that and this is what he did. Oh yes, I've had that. And this is what my podiatrist told me. I mean, every, I, I just can't tell you the people I've known with foot problems and foot issues. And, you know, they've given me some really good tips, but i put everything kind of together And I want to show you exactly what it is that I've done. And I've got a ton of objects to show you also along the way. So if you're watching over here on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you'll hit that subscribe button and that bell notification to stay tuned for any kind of alerts and when new videos drop, that would be just awesome. I really appreciate that you're here. And, you know, I'm trying to start out, well, actually to close the year 2021 as strong as I possibly can. And so your support is really greatly appreciated. And if you haven't figured it out, or if you don't know, I am a certified Christian life coach and I offer free 60 minute thought strategy sessions. You can go right on over to my website. It's called think.co, that's dot C-O. And just click the coaching tab and there's a whole description of what that's all about. You can even set up an appointment there. And, you know, it's so easy and so helpful to have an outside perspective sometimes, especially when you kind of feel stuck in your thinking, or I just gave you a list of thoughts that you might've had regarding your health. And maybe you don't even know that you're energizing those and making those your reality, but an outside person can just kind of listen a little bit and pinpoint a few little sticky issues and thoughts that you might want to actually work on. And remember life coaching, if you don't know what that is, it's very much forward-focused focused. So as a, as a life coach, I can offer clarity, a bit of direction. We can get a strategy and a game plan, which would be tailor fit for you. So, and it's free. The, the 60 minute thought strategy session, absolutely free. You can even read a testimonial on my website over at choose to think.co. Okay. So let's talk about those three steps that I'm going to offer you today. And step one is it's probably a good idea to jot down your thoughts regarding your health, just in general, or specifically about the sticky issue that you're dealing with. And then I'd like you to put a little T or F beside each and every thought that you're having. T for true, F for false. If you don't really know, you can ask yourself if that thought is something that God would say to you. If he would not say it, Forget it, it's not true, right? So the thoughts I just mentioned, those examples just a moment ago, let's go through those really quickly and decide if they're true or false. I'll never get well, false. The word never and always are always, can I say that? That seems like a paradox, doesn't it? But they're, they're gonna be false because first of all, we'll never know if you can never, right? And so we, do, we don't even want those words in our vocabulary because they, they, they de-energize very quickly. And where's the hope in all of that to think, oh, I'll never get well. It's a lost cause. I give up. Right. Okay. That's pretty hopeless. How about my condition has ruined everything. There's another word, that word, everything. It's almost like always. It's this all-encompassing. It leaves no room for any exception. So it's false because I'm sure this condition hasn't ruined your ability to text someone that you love and say, hi, how are you doing? It hasn't ruined your ability maybe to study if you're a student or working toward an important degree or a certification. It hasn't influenced or ruined your ability maybe to drive or to go you know, to the shopping I mean there are so many things we could say so that's definitely false it may have it may influence some of the things that you do and you're accustomed to doing but doing but to say that it's ruined everything is really not true how about this one I'll just have to live with this the rest of my life Again, do you sense that resigned negativity there, that hopelessness and just giving up like, oh, it's all over, whatever, that kind of attitude about our health won't get you very far. And it certainly won't help you work your way out of the, the place where you're stuck with your, with your pain. It's no use. Nothing I try seems to help. Again, it's no use. That's an energy drainer. That's not something that I want to engage with my mind and and connect it with my brain, which influences my feelings and emotions, which in turn influences exactly what I do. So no, I need, I want to walk to a different beat. And besides, I don't think God would say that it's just no use. How about why does everybody else have such good health? And then there's me well, you probably recognize that as the comparison trap. And it may be true that some people, not everybody, but some people are enjoying that optimal health that you're after and that you would love and that you would enjoy. But appearances can be deceiving. And, and who knows what some of these healthy, robust people um, have come through or what, what kind of chronic issues and pain they're dealing with or have dealt with. You don't know until you ask. So start asking people, Hey, how do you stay so healthy? Start asking and see what they say about that. Nobody's had to deal with the pain I'm experiencing. Again, just like always and never, we have nobody and everybody. Those are words that ought not be in our vocabulary because it's not true. We don't know these types of things. And then here's another one. Of course, I should feel lousy. I'm just not young anymore. Yikes, Um, yeah, we're all getting older, I'm getting older, but does it mean that because I'm getting older that I'm definitely on the outs and that I should feel lousy as I age? I don't wanna subscribe to that belief. And there are a few Bible verses where God tells us that there, there are considerable benefits as we age. One of them would be wisdom. And, oh, I can't think of the verse about, the, about the, uh, the men, old men, maybe it's prophesying, maybe it's that one I'm thinking about, but at any rate, the point is, do, if you even don't say, okay, true or false about one, if you can't decide whether they're true or false, I don't think that God is a respecter of your age necessarily and would just say, hey, you're out. You're 60. Forget it. You're 70. Forget it. You're 80. Forget it. I don't think that's the way he runs. Even some people were really, really, really old when they first got pregnant. Think of Abram and Sarah, Sarah and Abraham and their experience, Elizabeth even. So. I'm not going to use age as an excuse or justification, even though certain issues may present that did not present when I was younger, I wanna do my very best to stay as healthy as I possibly can, no matter my age. And I think you do too. And then the last one, I can't exercise. It hurts too much to do so. Well, that may be true, but we can get really creative just because you can't do a certain type of exercise doesn't mean there's not an alternate that you can pick up. So that's step one. Go ahead and write down all those thoughts, determine that if they're true or false. And and then we can begin to go to step two, which is jot down a new mental thought plan and a prayer to take back those negative and toxic thoughts that do not help our emotional state in any way whatsoever. And your this new strategy or plan doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be something like this. I'm going to read a little teeny prayer. It's like two sentences or three. Lord, you are my healer. That's true. God says that. He's the healer. Yes, how I'm feeling is uncomfortable and challenging. That's true. It may be uncomfortable. My plantar fasciitis is uncomfortable. It's painful. And it's definitely challenging because I love to play pickleball. Okay. And you got to stand on your feet to play pickleball. But with your help, God, I can creatively address some of these issues. God is creator and he created us in his image. That means we're we have an ability to create as well and to think and really figure out how we can deal with this kind of pain and then give me wisdom to deal with my body in a way that honors you so we and do you see how we're involving him in all of this we're asking him to help us vet out those thoughts that are false ditch them and we want to turn our focus into what god actually says about him about us and about our situation now we've positioned ourselves essentially in a brand new way we're no longer slouched over disgruntled and discouraged but rather you kind of you're casting your eyes over to god and you're infusing your own life with hope and you're trusting him for all the outcomes this liberates you from the emotional shackles of dealing with chronic pain and stress and then the last step step 3 after we identify our thoughts whether they're true or false ditch those false ones, write a little prayer or strategy, what we're really, what thoughts we want to engage and focus on regarding our health, then that leaves us to step three, which is simply taking action. And here's where I'd like to tell you a little bit of how I have battled plantar fasciitis. And first, what the hey is plantar fasciitis? Okay, it's a common foot condition that causes pain in one of your heels usually. And it's principally for me in my, in my left heel, my left foot. And it actually happens when the plantar is fascia, uh, there are ligaments there from your heel to the front of your foot, that like the ball of your foot there, that actually they're kind of like the shock absorbers when you walk or run or do any kind of impact sport. And sometimes they get little micro tears or fusions there fusions, no fissions, fissures, and they, are little tears, or they get, they get um, kind of pulled and maybe inflamed and they're kind of damaged. And so they hurt, of course they hurt. Now they're I want to tell you all the things that i did in my healing process of plantar fasciitis and i really have to be on the guard of it because i actually had it for the first time ever back in 2016 and i battled it forever and then eventually worked my way through that i say forever but it was maybe two years which was a long time and then it seemed like it totally went away i was healed it got better and then like kind of like earlier this year, I've kind of been fighting it again and back. That's one of the reasons I wanted to share this episode. And maybe, you know, someone, maybe if you don't struggle with foot problems, maybe, you know, someone who does. So please pass this particular episode on to them because it's a whole lot of things. It's everything I've done and products I've used that may really, really help someone else along the way. Now you may need to actually see a podiatrist or, you know, a medical, your medical doctor or, or someone, or I don't know, but um, by all means do that and consider that getting that kind of advice, something that may be necessary in your particular situation. Not all of you have it, but I want to talk about inflammation, which probably to some extent you have had, or you might've dealt with. and, And inflammation is something that is really a serious condition inside our bodies. And we want to pay really attention to that because it's our body's way of communicating to us. And instead of taking ibuprofen, napraxen, Aleve, Tylenol, all those things, you know, I don't want to take those because I think they really damage your stomach, or at least that's what I've heard. And I get stomach aches when I take them, even when I take them with food, especially ibuprofen, it seems like I cannot tolerate that anymore, but I, so I needed something different. And so what I turned to was, um, was turmeric. One of my family members was dealing with some um, unusual kind of back pain. And, and so she recommended this to me. This is actually the, the, let me see if I can give this so you can see it. The turmeric that I use, it's called um, Nature's Nutrition, I think. It does have bio uh, pyrene. 2600 milligrams. This is 180. It's actually vegan. And turmeric is is known in the natural remedy world as being an anti-inflammatory. So I've started taking these um, every day instead of ibuprofen. So like before I play pickleball or something like that, I might take one according to the dosage. Another thing you can do is you can actually take you can consume turmeric just on your foods. I put it on salads. You want to make sure you put cracked pepper on, you know, with your turmeric because apparently that helps with the effectiveness of that particular. Um, it's actually a root and just a ground up powdered root, and it's kind of orange in color. And so that's definitely one thing that you can do. And this is the the little bonus tip. I'm kind of coming to it early, but I just learned that lavender oil, like an essential lavender oil, if you rub that and massage that into the bottom of your feet or anywhere you're having aches and pains, like muscle pains, that that. Also, there was a study in 2015 that showed there were benefits to, to the impact of lavender, even just massaged into your skin. So that's one thing I've got that in my cart on Amazon, and I'm going to order that. And by the way, all the links or everything I show you are going to be in the show notes or the YouTube description or the blog post on my website at Victoria, or I'm sorry, at choosetothink.co. You can also get there at victoriadwalker.com either way. Okay. So. Another thing is stretching. Now I'm going to ask you, does it make sense to stretch out, you know, to bend your heel down and then stretch your toes back? If those ligaments have slight tears in them, in them, to me, that makes no sense at all. In fact, I can't even fathom that and it hurts. And it was really painful to kind of do that. Finally, I was Googling on YouTube and I found someone who said, why are you doing that when it's so painful? It's only making it worse. And so the better stretch is to is to push your toes forward like you're a ballerina or something on your tip, you know, standing on your toes and just then gently bring them back. So go forward. And that actually feels really good to me and it doesn't hurt. But when I really stretch back, that's when I can feel some of the some of the pain. So or just a little tingling. So when you're in the middle of it, I would what's helped me the most is not to do that kind of flexing because it was just it was It was too painful and, and I didn't want to stretch that anymore because there were obvious issues. Now, some people say that if you have really, really, really tight calves, that muscle, your calf muscle, that That is one of the kind of a contributing factor in a way to plantar fasciitis because your calves are so tight. And so they keep all the connected tissue and ligaments down into your feet also kind of in that tight mode. And and so you want to stretch your calf out by pulling your toes back. And that I've done, like before I play, I do just as a maintenance, as a general maintenance, but I don't do that very often when I have plantar fasciitis, or if I have a flare up or something like that. So be careful with how you actually do your stretchings, And of course, talk to your doctor about the best thing to do. You might wanna avoid high oxalate foods. I, I heard something recently, um, a doctor talking on YouTube about the impact of oxalates and like little crystals that might somehow settle there in that area and cause increased um, pain in your feet. And you'll find oxalates in foods like, like dried fruit and spinach and even peanuts. So I totally wipe those out of my diet just for a while. And occasionally I'll have a little bit of spinach because spinach has so many other benefits, right? But everything within moderation and I don't have to have peanuts. Maybe I'll have soy nuts instead or something like that. there are always alternatives. Or I just keep the peanuts and the dried fruit in my trail mix, which I don't have that often. I might just have a few you know, tablespoons a day or something like that, but it's not just flat out dried fruit that I'm consuming, which I am. I love dried fruit every time. Type of dried fruit. I love it. So that's one thing that I think has contributed to helping my plantar fasciitis. And then as far as your thoughts about exercising, find alternate ways to exercise. You don't have to play pickleball or if you're playing pickleball five days a week, you can come back to two days a week. If you walk every day, you can choose to get on an exercise cycle instead. Matter of fact, one of the episodes coming up, I'm going to show you the exercise cycle that I use. I just absolutely love it. And one of the reasons I got it was so that I would have an alternative exercise, something that I could do instead of walking, like if it's really cold, bitterly cold or storming outside, because I try to walk a couple of miles a day with Rico. He loves it. And apparently my vet said I cannot outwalk my dog. So his little legs are just going along. But anyway, he gets good, fresh exercise. Plus, I want my vitamin D, but some days I don't go out. And that's an alternative. Another alternative I have is trampoline. And if you have a high blood pressure, apparently the trampoline, the jumping on the trampoline is really good for that. But I just walk in place. And the reason I like the trampoline to do some in-place walking is because it gives. And so it's, it's a lot less stressful on my feet. So that's another thing that you might that you really might try. Now, let's go into some other things that I did immediately as I was dealing with plantar fasciitis. Number one, I got new shoes. I'm going to show you my favorite shoe. I'm going to show you two of them. And it's, these are Adidas. And I put the links in there, but you, if you could feel my son-in-law, my precious dear son-in-law got me these shoes and everyone, I mean, my daughter-in-law had them, my sister's-in-law, my, my daughter's-in-law have them, my daughter has them. And there there's like this it's called ultra boost if you can look for adidas with ultra boost or cloud foam oh my goodness they're so squishy on the bottom there's so much give there and i love them here's another one another very similar um, style of adidas that i really like they're they're old and Really, I probably need to to start ditching some of my shoes because they they do get old after a while. And you know how hard it is to get rid of your old sneakers, right? Because they're so daggone comfortable, But really and truly, they may not be offering the support that you need, especially for performance type play, and you know, jolt, you know, jumping and jolting down on on your on your feet, and especially if you have a condition like plantar fasciitis. So, I have a lot of different shoes that I alternate to. Another thing that I love. And this, my cousin told me who her, um, her foot doctor um, recommended to her. And this is, this is an insole and you can see that, that it's, it's, can you see the curves on this? I have a very, 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 very high arch to my foot, which may be a contributing factor to um, the plantar fasciitis. And so this p- particular power step is the one you want to get. That's what her, I keep saying podiatrist. I hope I have that right. The foot doctor recommend it because I've never been. This is all just me researching and finding out what worked for other people and then kind of putting it all together to bring it to you. But, but this one is kind of stiff, but yet really cushiony on the top. So when you get your new shoes, you take out the, the little thin flimsy insert that's there and you replace it with something that has more support and structure for your foot type. And these are wonderful. So I have, when these get old, they have to be replaced too, like probably every year or so, depending on the use. But but when that's one, and then here's another one, I think that one is very similar. This one, they have different types. Um, Yeah, this one is, you can see is also really very, very similar, but this one has maybe more support back there. See, this is going inside my tennis shoe. Isn't that amazing? but it really, really helps. I need that arch support. If you can see my foot, you would say, yes, by golly, you need arch support. So, um, so consider that. And then uh, from there, you might want to look at your socks as well. Now, my, one of my boys swears by the Amazon basics because they're performance socks and they're, they're like comforted or padded or cushioned. So, get the socks you want but when your socks start wearing out believe it or not your socks do offer an additional little bit of cushion for your heels and your feet so just recycle them when you're done and use them for something else don't feel like you have to keep you know wearing the same socks go ahead and get rid of those and another thing this is like a fourth number tip is i have other shoes that i would recommend this particular brand is called, this is Be My Summer Shoe, but it's called, um, it's called Vionic. I'll show you right here. Vionic, Vionic. And they have a gazillion styles of shoes, but I love them. Can you see, look at the heel. First of all, it's real, it's real, um, you know, cushiony there. And then you, can you see the dip right here? There's a real dip in the heel part. So it just hugs your heel. And then you go back and you can, well, let's see how I would do it. It's, I'm trying to show you the, the level of the, of the arch support that's there, which I love these. So I, I have, I love to wear flip-flops, but I can't wear the old little flip-flops that are just flat. I have to have additional support. So this is a really, really good choice. And then I'm gonna tell you my my favorite shoes. <laughs> and these are actually called recovery shoes. I have this pair on right now, and they're called um, Ufos. O-O-F-O-S. O-O-F-O-S. And this is like walking on a cloud. Oh my gosh. I absolutely, these are their clogs. They are worth every penny. I I love these shoes. And again, they have that good high arch. Here's a pair of their flip-flops or just little sandals. You can see how they're slightly curved here. And then they've got the real good support on the heel. And then that, that you know, dip down into the toe area, but but with provision on the actual arch. So I wear these like almost all the time. These are what I wear the most probably, but I also have some bionic house shoes that I love. So in the winter, they're real fluffy and they're bigger, but they've got the same um, structure as these. So I would say, think about those. And another um, tip would be to, uh, back to the socks even, would be I bought these not too long ago and these are called compression socks and so basically they go on and they're just providing a little bit of tightness and compression to the whole foot area and back on the heel and that also helps protect your your the the planner the fascia there Tape I bought this tape, this is the exact tape after I researched and looked at all the Amazon reviews, this is the one that I decided. I have not used it yet and you it looked. it's not like just taping your foot and it there's a technique to it so it's kinesiology tape and it's called rock tape. This one is into pre-cut 20 strips. They're 10 inches each, but there's actually a technique. You'll have to watch someone on YouTube on how to do it. Like you tape from the front of your foot and then back up around your heel and then around. And it looks a little complicated. So I haven't tried that just yet, but I intend to try that. And then also for maintenance, I use, you can see I've tried a lot of things in order to, to really protect my feet. And this is, you can see it's ACE. I think you can see that. And this is actually just a very simple uh, brace that you can wear at night. Now, I don't wear it when when it hurts. If it hurts for me to stretch out my foot and bend it back like that, I'm not wearing it just so my calf will stretch out so that it will kind of help lengthen that those ligaments there. I don't do that. I wear this when my foot's not hurting just to make sure at night my, my calves aren't pulling because they're so tight because they do so much exercise and walking. And so I want to try to gently help that. And so this to me is more like a maintenance device than it is anything else. Let me make sure I've gotten all my... Um, Yeah, I think I have covered absolutely everything as far as as plantar fasciitis and then examining those thoughts that we have that really aren't not aren't good for us. Do I like plantar fasciitis and the pain that comes from that? Absolutely not. I should say that rest is so important also. There was a season where I cut back on my pickleball play just to let my feet recover and rest. You can also do foot baths. I have my grandmother's old tin tub. It's huge. And I love to put like a little, the hottest water I can stand, a little apple cider vinegar, maybe a like a foaming balm. You could use lavender now, put some, uh, some of the lavender oil in there, the essential oils and Epsom salts. And I just let my feet soak. I love to do that. So I do that occasionally. Matter of fact, she soaked her foot, her feet in that particular wash basin, in a big, big tub. And I love the thought of that. I think of her every time I do that, but rest is also equally important, but, but let's not give up on our, on our thoughts. Let's not give up on our, I mean, on our health, really, let's not just let our thoughts get the best of us. And instead, let's take back our thoughts, take back those emotional, emotions and feelings, and begin to pivot in a new direction. And I know it's not easy, but when you ask God in for help, he's going to be there and he may show you ways and things you've never even dreamt of before ways that you can still stay healthy. You can still get the benefit of aerobics. You could swim for, for instance, there's so many options that we have nowadays, even just simple stretching. For example, my, I have an exercise class that I go to a small group of women. You've heard me talk about them. Lisa Prather is the one who actually leads it. And she, she was on the show, actually I interviewed her about organ donation regarding about her sister, but she, you know, we do a lot of weightlifting and kind of like CrossFit kind of stuff. Well, some of it I can't do, but I can certainly, I'm not going to be jumping, doing jump ropes with planner, you know, when my feet hurt, but what I can do is I can sit and I can, I can lift weights and I can, you know, do overhead extensions and those sorts of things. So, it's not what I would prefer to do, but at least it is a healthy alternative so that I just don't quit and give up. So I hope these things help you. And again, please stay connected. My book, The Devotional, choose to think, find peace, joy, hope, health, and freedom every day. It's going to be in your hands soon. I promise. It's very close to, we're very close to launch. I'm a little teeny behind schedule now, but it's coming. And it's a devotional that I hope you put your hands on. It makes a nice Christmas gift for you, for those you love, n- nice Bible study or small group to go through for the coming year for 2022. So I hope that that you get a hold of that. And please connect at any point. You want that free thought strategy session to talk about your health or any other sticky life situation. I'd be so glad to help so reach out to me at choose to think at gmail.com you can email me directly opt in at my website I have a newsletter and we have a great tribe on Facebook called the choose to think inspirational podcast community and we would love to have you there And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.